This is Konzenshu, the podcast, episode 443, for the week of May 20th, 2018. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Konzenshu, the podcast, an extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site. Konzenshu. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. My name is Mike. Uh, I'm here. I'm usually here. Uh, Fujito EX. Across from me, live, in person, full studio audience of, I don't know, Dragon Ball figures on the shelf over there watching. Julian, you are in my basement. Yes, I don't know how I got here. I chained to the desk. Please don't, don't help. Out. <laughs> Hi. I mean, you've been on the show a lot recently, but it's been yeah. over the internet and it's, it's good to have you here for the weekend. Yeah, it's, it's weird seeing you in person again. I'm not used to this. I'm not used to seeing AJ in person either. Hi, AJ. <laughs> Hi, I feel very excluded right now. <laughs> well, you're across from us too, just across a pond of sorts. This is very true. A very, very big pond. I feel like AJ's been on the podcast more than everyone else lately. I, I, yeah. I think he's he's got secret plans. <laughs> he's going <laughs> to replace us. Over. <laughs> How are you, dude? I know we kind of just talked to you last week, but I'm all right. things are good. How's, how's that pizza treating you? Uh, I'm dying. So yeah, for context, before I came on, I ordered pizza because I was too lazy to cook. Ordered a medium, like a reasonable person, and a side, because I'm a pig. But they show up and they give me a large, and of course I have no self-control, so I'm kind of just like in a total vegetative state right now. I feel very, very sick. (laughs) So we may lose AJ at some point during this fan episode. What are we doing this episode? We are talking about the new Dragon Ball Super movie coming at us later this year that we still don't know a whole heck of a lot about. Did you but, just answer your own question? Y- yes. But we have new character designs, and, and that's kind of exciting. Uh, and apparently there's going to be a new show, which is actually not really a new show, but I guess we'll talk about this new show that is not a new show. It's definitely a thing. It is certainly a thing. Yes. So uh, that's what's on deck for us this episode. Uh, Julian, you and I are, are going to be recording a whole backlog of episodes <laughs> this weekend. So uh, <laughs> without any further ado, let's just get right on into our topic here, because it's exciting. New movie designs and maybe new movie info let's do it we are still very early in the cycle the promotional cycle for uh, the new movie here but this is about the time when they start dripping out new things uh aj thus far we kind of had this like key staff and we had uh, a design uh what did we have so far in, in this design like all we got so far was just goku standing with nyoibo and that was that was basically it but he looked all fancy and different compared to what we've had for like the past two decades which was exciting because i think as people know i wasn't a huge fan of those designs so we now have now hero shintani our new character designer uh and that's that's that was basically all we knew it, it was cool and different and we had a new name for the first time in forever right and they've been getting their mileage out of that image it's been in all the magazines uh, it's been printed and shared across japan uh leading up to further promotion for the movie this seems about when we're gonna get it uh, indeed we are getting this in the july 2018 issue of vjump uh which is out now aj julian we take a look at this page we see a lot of exciting things here in front of us. Uh, let's talk about the designs before we go into a little bit more meat, which I know, AJ, maybe your audience has heard a little bit about. And that was uh, an interview all about the uh, the production of the movie and the new designs. Let's focus on these designs for a little bit. This is the hot new stuff. Julian, <laughs> you were reading through this and you were just laughing the whole time as you were reading the text on this page. Yeah. So it's it's all promotional text. It, it 
doesn't really tell us a lot. They're really playing up uh, Shintani's involvement here. They men- mention him as the new animation supervisor, quite pointedly at the top. And it's just um, showing all the, the new character designs here. So it, it's clear they're they're really trying to um, focus on just the newness of these character designs compared to what's been done previously. And we'll also get into that in terms of the interview with the Dragon Ball Room director Akio Yoku in a little right. bit. Anything else on the page? I mean, we have quite a few characters here. Do they say anything significant, interesting about them? Or is it just kind of like, hey, here's this guy you love so much? It's, you can't wait for the release date. But first of all, uh, these ones are ready for battle. <laughs> that, so. that is a very classy way of saying it. And on, on the right side, uh, the, the blurbs corresponding to uh, Beerus and Whis are actually in their characters. It looks like these are quite well done. <laughs> but if they take it too easy, I'll destroy them. And and then it's just saying, and uh, Goku, Vegeta, and Piccolo's designs are being shown for the first time. And then down at the bottom, it's just saying, there's going to be more and more information updated. Check out the Dragon Ball official site. And that thing that Japanese ads often do is where they have a faux search bar with the search terms in there and a little yeah. button for search. It's like, you couldn't just tell us to search for it online. So that's the text on the page. Uh, AJ, tell us about the visuals. It, you just gave me this blindly, uh, kind of among other stuff. I would look at this and say, oh, yeah, that was like 92, 93. Uh, all right, what else do you have for me? But you look closer. Oh my God, this is actually new material. So what is it about it when I look at this that I kind of feel cell era almost? Yeah, so... God, it's so hard to kind of describe that stuff accurately. I guess first and foremost, the thing that, that I notice most is kind of like the, the posture and the proportions of these characters. Something that Yamamoro has been kind of rolling with for the past however long now is very sort of blocky, kind of evenly weighted bodies, mm. um, which isn't, uh, which I guess is, is, is not necessarily a bad thing, but it's not something that Toriyama really did. Toriyama was very much about sort of these big, exaggerated, almost kind of like a V shape with the way the characters were, um, stood. And you can kind of see that, especially in the, uh, the Goku shot, uh, particularly from behind. You can kind of see how the, uh, the bodies are fairly short at the top and then it comes down to these big sort of, uh, long legs and there's a very uh, commanding sort of stance there but at the same time everything every part of this design feels very relaxed there's very sort of minimal line work on the whole on the older design sheets uh, for example Goku's gi was like packed full of very sort of stiff um, angular folds yeah these, all the folds everywhere looser. yeah yeah so this is a lot cleaner and also there's very minimal shading which I thought was interesting I almost thought that there was no shading uh, when I first looked at this but you can actually see it yeah you do uh, see sort of around like the neck area and around the legs and stuff no with goku specifically the the one where you see his back i feel like he's kind of leaning ever so slightly it feels like a a natural posture for someone and that's what's throwing me off is i'm so used to just that stocky like an action figure yeah 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 yeah. robot pose there we go no these uh these definitely feel like animation designs which is something i said in in one of my own videos the other day like when i when i see design sheets the thing i'm looking for is like how how easy is this going to be to animate how appealing is this to animate right how will how will that move when it ultimately hits the screen yeah and so like i think uh yamamura's designs even even the best ones that I, i quite like have a sort of illustrative quality to them which is not necessarily a bad thing but it's not something that's well suited to animation there are a lot of complex lines in there the the you know the way that the the muscles are kind of put together 
they, they don't really lend themselves to motion. Whereas these, uh, these I can sort of look at and I can imagine them moving, which I think is, which is great. Um, as far as cellular stuff goes, I definitely, definitely see that, especially with the, uh, the super science stuff at the top of the page. I was going to say like the hair, Goku's hair is just a little bigger than I'm used to. Is that it? Yeah, it's like fluffier as well. I think we we've gotten so used to that very sort of segmented look. I called them bananas <laughs> for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas now we've kind of gone back to that sort of okay, here's here's a very distinctive outline and then here's kind of like the inside of the hair sort of detailed very slightly. You can see there's like maybe one or two spikes in the center of everyone's hair, but the outline itself is kind of the main selling point and then we obviously have a, a more subdued color now, which is great. Um, and of course, speaking of color, Vegeta is no longer in his very, very bright blue jumpsuit or whatever you want to call it. We've now gone for a sort of a dark, darker blue, which is a lot like the 2008 jump special. Yeah, I think on the whole, this is just very much geared at manga fans. I think it, it feels like, it feels like a mix between that era you were talking about, Cell era, late Freezer era, and Toriyama's modern stuff. I am a massive fan of it. Um, I actually want to point us down to Beerus and Whis a little bit. Julian, which interview was it? It, it was Toyotaro. I think he was talking about how uh, it's difficult for him to draw some of the characters that didn't exist prior, especially in the manga, because that's what he would draw his inspiration from. Right. Um, what do you see in Beerus and Whis here that is like Toriyama, but isn't like Toriyama? Well, to an extent... I I think that the the idea of the musculature and the overall shape is very Toriyama-esque. The faces are maybe a little bit less uh, what Toriyama would draw. In particular, um, the eyes look a bit different to me. Mm. Uh, just the, the structure of the faces. I want to say that Weiss's ears maybe look smaller too. Yeah, yeah. And his eyes. Obviously, Beerus's ears don't have that same problem, but his... <laughs> He seems a bit more, I don't know, snub-nosed is, is the right word, but a, a slightly less feline in some in some respects. Yeah, and he's in that pose that Toriyama would originally use in his designs, too. Is this just what everyone needs to fall back on? Because, all right, this is Toriyama's beer, so I need to give my version of that. That That is certainly possible, and I think uh, especially uh, there's a number of sort of classic poses that are in this particular uh, page. Yeah representing the new character design sure. so i think in a way they're kind of relying on these past drawings in a way to show how these ones are different that this is a consequence of of the new uh of the new animation supervisor rather than just you know being a weird pose or something that said i don't i don't find them displeasing i think maybe weiss's head appears slightly elongated yeah in a way a oh, bit, but, but it's 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 not it's not that far off. It's definitely everything feels familiar, but a, a little new. And I think as we get to that interview, that's exactly what they were shooting for. Uh, so I, in terms of what I think and what I feel and what this page gets on to me, I think they got what they were looking for. I agree. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> this is where we are with uh, visuals for the new movie, right? I mean, we had the original Goku design, and now we have this, and we don't have a title. Um, we did have the uh, promotional video where we got a brief glimpse at possibly our antagonist, but we don't know a whole lot about the film. So uh, I guess let's talk about Julian, this interview. This was something that went up on the Dragon Ball official site. Uh, it was actually posted at the very end of April. Uh, who yeah. is this and what can he tell us and why is he an authority here? So this is Akio Ioku. He was formerly the editor-in-chief of V-Jump and now he is the head of the Dragon Ball room at Shueisha. Mm -hmm. Basically an entire department focused on the promotion and development of new Dragon Ball 
stuff. And as a consequence, he is deeply involved with the new movie uh, because he is the one at Shueisha tasked with not just promotion, but uh, all the other stuff that goes along with it. In this interview, uh, Julian, we're not going to go through the whole thing. Uh, yes. As you were going through it, you were like, oh, this is really exciting. I'm going to translate the whole thing. So maybe we'll get around to that at some point. Yeah, I've been meaning to get to it. I just haven't. Take us through it, uh, not point by point and not everything that there is to say, but um, yes. uh, what are some of those key points about the uh, the conception of the film? So the film itself is uh, something that they started working on actually from a while back. Apparently, they were already corresponding with Toriyama about uh, by email and actually meeting him face to face every couple of months about. So um, actually came to him in the spring 2017 with several different uh, story direct, uh, suggestions for the new movie. And there were some that didn't really seem to go anywhere, but uh, using... The ones that they liked as a reference, uh, Toriyama then came up with something of his own. See, and the thing is, we, we get that initial text. It's like original story by Akira Toriyama. And, and like Battle of Gods, that's not the whole story. No, it, it seems intentionally that they wanted to come to him with several ideas that I'm sure uh, they would find easy to develop into a whole media franchise like they normally do with Dragon Ball. So we can make action figures out of this. We can make card game elements out of this. We can make video game stuff out of this, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Because obviously Toriyama's own stories, when he comes out up with them completely out of the blue, tend to go towards the jokier, inconsequential end, which is not necessarily a bad thing in itself, but can is not always as easy for them to work around. And I think uh, this may be a contribution to how some people feel about Resurrection F Yeah, yeah. in some ways. All right, so there's there's a bunch of ideas. They're talking with Toriyama, and they get to a point where they're saying, all right, this is the one we're going to make. Right, and then so once they had the basic idea of involving uh, the science, it seems like things progressed quickly, and then he actually brought them his finished scenario in May of 2017, but felt that it might have been too short. So after that, they added in various, they call it episodes, so like plot points or elements. And then they worried that it might be too long. And it's at the stage now where Toei Animation is working on actually putting that to cells. Do they use cells? (laughs) To to, to animation. Right, right. Again, this sounds a lot like the problem they have with Battle of Gods, where this is too long. And yeah, they ended up making the uh, extended edition. But even then, we, we learned there are many more stories that you wanted to tell in that film that they ultimately couldn't. So it seems like they have that problem again. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, which means yeah, they yeah. can pare it down to the, the best or at least the most interesting parts rather than just try and stretch something out, which is often a recipe for long, right. boring scenes of filler. We get a lot of the same chat about... Um, this is where they start going into marketing speak where it's, and we're so excited that Toriyama's along for the ride. And that's what gets us excited about producing it. And Dragon Ball is such a wonderful world. And Toriyama just brings this Toriyama element to it. So it doesn't get so like we've heard all of this over and over and over. Uh, It does transition a little bit. This is where we start hearing about uh, the designs and uh, yeah, Toriyama's involvement in some kind of audition process. So they, they bring up specifically the animation style here. So it's clearly something they want people to be aware of again they're really pushing this new angle on on the animation style but they specifically bring up that uh the character design's been completely renewed compared to the tv series and while they would have been fine to keep it exactly the same as it had been they felt like with the series ending and having a new movie they thought 
the fans might accept it better if they tried different things at this point. It's like what we were just talking about, looking at the designs where, yeah, it's it's not the same. It's familiar. And, right. All right. See how it goes. Exactly. And they, they felt like because Toriyama's own art style has changed, it also gave them an opportunity to maybe not necessarily get, you know, completely uh, on the same page as that, but to update their own style and maybe bring also the color palette closer to the way it was in the original uh, manga and Toriyama's own illustrations. Uh, so that with that kind of goal in mind, they wanted to make a more modern one that people would also find familiar. Um, and uh, they actually bring up the response to the initial character designs and uh, the teaser trailer that they put out. And um, they, they, say they that, called it pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah, that there were people who thought that it looked really good. And there were people who who were who felt that it was unfamiliar or maybe a little uncomfortable, but they they think that overall it will have a good mix of both familiar and new elements. And um, so going along, they also bring up how uh, the new uh, animation supervisor was chosen. And this is, is in fact, he was chosen by audition. Uh, they, they say that a large number of people drew for it. And uh, one of the points that uh, Toriyama was specifically watching was uh, whether... Their uh, forward-facing, relaxed, standing pose looked cool or not, and that sounds a bit odd. Just listening you can to already see way. where our discussion is about to head. But yeah. continue. <laughs> but they they say that's actually quite difficult. And when he turns to the side, uh, it can look good to a certain extent. But uh, having him just looking at the front, standing there, it often doesn't look very good. And um, you know, if they have any artistic skill, they'll they'll be able to draw Goku's face within uh, a short amount of time. So the main thing is they were looking for the fundamentals. And then uh, Toriyama was also uh, paying attention to the body's balance, whether they properly understood the posture of the body inside the dogi. And uh, through those checks, ultimately Toriyama himself selected Shintani. And Shintani is in the process of getting better every day. They just really think that he's he's uh, just improving all the time. I give this to you, AJ. So... So, hey, wh what are they talking about with this whole forward-facing thing and, and needing to focus on the fundamentals? I, I, I don't understand. Tell me. <laughs> so, um, at the risk of going on a big rant, I will preface this by saying that Yamamoro was once an spectacularly talented artist who kind of defined an entire era of Dragon Ball and produced some of the best promo art ever. However... <laughs> Over the years, he has very drastically declined in a very, very kind of consistent way. Uh, and not just in terms of his uh, stylistic choices as far as character designs go, but as far as his actual ability to draw characters with correct anatomy. It feels like over the past sort of two, three years that Super's been around, every kind of Blu-ray cover, any kind of promotional illustration has severe issues uh, in terms of construction. We just saw the new Blu-ray cover today that has Goku's bicep inside his shoulder. You know, there are, there are, <laughs> there are, real, there are real issues there. And, and I think that has definitely made its way into his character designs in certain, in certain ways. I know that the uh, Goku character design that everyone used for Super, we were talking about it earlier, is sort of very stubby, doesn't have the best body balance in the world. And in fact, I, I feel like his shoulders are halfway up his face. It, it's so weird. Yeah, it is very, very strange. Some and big traps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and I mean, as far as sort of the actual construction of that, one of the things they tell you in art school, if you're working digitally, is to always flip your work to make sure there's actual, you know, proper construction, you know, from, you know, it's actually put together properly. You know, your eyes aren't playing tricks on you. And, you know, if mm. you flip 
you flip that image of Goku, God, it is wonky and not very good. So uh, I, I, I can definitely understand why they were looking for someone who has a pretty expert level uh, as far as construction goes. And you can definitely see that in these um, in these new designs. Uh, as far as the audition process goes, so that's typically, you typically get a bunch of people who are invited by like the producers or the series, or not the series directors, the director of the film. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they all head in and submit their designs based on a, a brief and then they go from there. Um, yeah, but not for Dragon Ball. Yeah, so that is that is pretty cool. There was, there was definitely a big deliberate, we want to change things up. And I mean, they, they said as much, which is great. I think what's cool, and I'm getting a little bit off topic here, is that this was done so long ago. We we never yeah, had yeah. sort of pre-production like this in a very, very long time. I mean, um, I have a friend who talks to Yuya Takahashi, who's a fan favorite, and, and they asked Tim, you know, did you go in for this audition? And he was like, nope. I had no idea about it. it. Happened too long ago. It was before he was even a big thing on the series. So I have to wow. wonder. You know, maybe that would have wow, changed that, that had is a while he. Ago. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that, that that that's fascinating stuff, really. And we had talked about that before. I think even with the early design, how even just at that point where it was a design that early, and they were so confident in their visual uh, aesthetic for it that that was comfortable to us. Where it's like, all right, they're they're taking their time. They know what they're doing. Uh, everything they say just kind of for once out of Toei with regard to Dragon Ball um they're they're not just talking the talk they're they're putting up yeah god no like the uh what was that quote the one where they were like we we want this to be like it sounded like marketing speak like we want this to be the biggest best looking thing ever yeah yeah and like everything we've heard so far has just really made that feel like truth and not just marketing spiel like in terms of like the the production time this has had this new character designer the animators we've had confirmed for the film already it's it's crazy it, it's weird to be this excited for um for a dragon ball property and i was talking to some uh one piece friends earlier and they said that this so from their perspective it feels like the point where this feels like strong world yes uh -huh. exactly i was gonna say you know one piece had films like dragon ball did alongside the anime for a very very long time yeah, and yeah. they were fine they were okay but then strong world came around and it was just this big colossal change when taking things very seriously the film got bigger the production values went up through the roof and it's kind of been like it's kind of been like that ever since, really. And this feels like that for Dragon Ball. Well, they kind of did that with Battle of Gods, but that was also, there was no other ongoing serialization or broadcast at that time. So it right. was kind of a different time. True. Um, True. And, and oh, we, we talked about One Piece before with, uh, which movie is it, four or six that's got the character designs who it's did? A six, oh, I think. Six, yeah, six. Baron Omatsuri and the something, yeah, yeah, something yeah. or other. So, I mean, One Piece and Dragon Ball had very similar histories, but I feel like as we hit this era of post-Dragon Ball original serialization, like, they're still kind of, they're finding their way back to the One Piece style of production, so maybe they'll right. align at some point. Um, speaking of uh, confidence and lots of pre-production time and uh, new looks, can we talk about how there's apparently going to be some other new Dragon Ball production this year? Oh, God, here we go. <laughs> it, is is this where they're shoving Yamamuro? Did they, did they make him go upstairs and say, this is your work now? I, f I feel like that's got to be what's going to happen. It has to be. All right. So, Julian, this is also in the same issue of uh, V-Jump, which is yes. now out. Tell us what's going on on the page here. So they're saying that the um, Super Dragon Ball Heroes Universe mission is going to have its prison planets arc 
uh, <laughs> animated. It doesn't say uh, it's going to be a TV animation. It does say it's going to be a promotional animation, and there's no runtime involved, so we really don't know how this is is end up going to end up being distributed. However, it does mentioned that it's going to have a special preview showing on July 1st at uh, Eon Lake Town. And I actually don't know where that is off the top of my head. I would assume it's somewhere in the Tokyo area. Um, that that being said, uh, it's actually got its very own website now, so we can go check that out. And as there's more information available, we can find out more information. And as Jake pointed out on the Twitter, etc. That because it's promotional, it, it could be very short. It it might not be much of anything in particular. But this may, may well indeed be the new purview of uh, Yamamoto, who had previously been on the mainline series more than anything else. This is the story. Uh, the point in here is I'm, I'm shocked they're they're doing it now, uh, but it also kind of makes sense. The amount they're doing with Few, who we talked about previously on the podcast here, uh, new character, actually new old character, originally developed for Dragon Ball Online. Uh, was ultimately never used over there and kind of redesigned and used now in Xenoverse 2 and over in Dragon Ball Heroes. Uh, they're really pulling him in and, and messing with time in new and exciting ways. Uh, let's talk about the difference, Julian, between the universe survival arc and universe mission. <laughs> yes, so universe mission is a part of Super Dragon Ball Heroes, which is a an arcade-based card game, which is in turn a continuation of Dragon Ball Heroes, essentially a renewal with new hardware and new fancy techniques and stuff, and right. new cards, of course. So you have the cards, which you buy like a typical collectible card game at bookshops and whatnot, and hobby shops, and you take them to the arcade, where you arrange them on this tabletop that senses where the cards are, and by doing different arrangements and movements and things with your cards you basically take part in this turn-paced right combat. so there was so there was dragon ball heroes and then we had like the evil dragon mission series we had the god mission series uh what was the other one in there uh evil dragon did we mention that yeah galaxy the, mission galaxy mission yeah with all the gt stuff uh so super dragon ball heroes came around like you said that was the big hardware upgrade so this is the next mission series following the hardware relaunch and so this is the universe mission series yes so there, there's no actual relation between universe mission and universe survival arc yes in the Dragon Ball Super that, that's series. correct now each of the missions has uh certain <laughs> iterations has a story yeah a, a story of sorts which is basically an excuse for you to fight against different opponents and win like upgrades and new cards uh, and this is what usually upgraded every every couple of months yeah, yeah. um so every stage as it were has it has its own particular bosses right so right now it's, we're at universe mission two so we're in the second upgrade series within the larger upgrade series within the larger super dragon ball heroes yes and few and this prison planet thing this is like the the latest excuse for half a story to <laughs> right. pull everyone together give Kula the golden form and have Trunks in jail and have them break out and right. all it, that it's jazz. basically they take a lot of stuff from all over the place um, things from other video games things from Dragon Ball Online which uh, was only ever in Korea and Taiwan and then things from GT things from Super they're things still doing from the GT. movies yeah. they, they are pitting Super Saiyan 4 Goku against Super Saiyan Blue Goku Goku all the time right now. Yeah. So it's anything goes basically. So um, it's not 
anything to do with the storylines that we've seen in Super. It's its own self-contained thing right. that, that incorporates elements that are going on in other parts of the franchise, but is not a part of it. Right. So, like, within the universe mission series, Dragon Ball Super has happened. The universe survival arc was a thing that existed and did happen. And GT. So they can, and GT happened as well. <laughs> Long story. And so they can pull in things from there. Uh, again, it's just their excuse to have all these things happen. AJ, do you think they're just finally taking this as an opportunity? No, they've animated all the promotional videos and uh, arc intros for the arcade machine for how old is Heroes now? Seven years? Oh, Going God. Into when years? did it start? Like... 20, 2009, it's 2010. Yeah. I just try not to pay attention like, to it. <laughs> even even when even when Toyotaro started doing the Heroes promotional It was manga, in Galaxy in, Mission at that point. Yeah, it was already around for like a year or two at that point. So yeah. I'm going to say 2010, 2009. I guess I could look it up. There's a website where I can look up this kind of stuff. AJ, are they, are they just taking this perfect opportunity to, all right, we've been animating all this stuff. Let's, let's try to make it into something and see if that sticks, see if that does anything for us while we're working on this movie and maybe thinking about the future beyond that? Like, is this just a keep everyone busy on the side kind of thing? What is it? I really don't know, but I, I hope whatever it is, it doesn't become a full thing at some point. Um, I mean, <laughs> too much I, to work on, too much yeah. to cover. Yeah. Also, the content of Dragon Ball Heroes, no thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, so they, they describe this as what, like a, a promo anime, I think they called it. Yes. Um, so like that's that's typically just like a, a thing they release online. They, they're usually not very long. For example, um, Pokemon, what was it called? Pokemon Generations, uh, which was like two years ago now maybe, uh, was made to like celebrate some kind of anniversary thing. And they basically did like 18 episodes that were like five minutes long, put them on their YouTube channel. And it oh, kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they yeah. went through like this whole thing i feel like it's probably just going to be something like that yeah um i i can't imagine them doing anything more than that while they have a movie in the works i just i, right. ju I just i can't i can't yeah uh, and as far as tv goes there's nowhere for it to air so i don't think it'll ever end up on tv <laughs> that's right. been a big question everyone's like oh but kitaro's on is that going to be ending is heroes going to be on tv and it doesn't look that way probably no yeah, I don't know what episode Kitaro is at right now, but it's supposed to be like 50 episodes, and I don't think it's anywhere near that. No, yet. that would so be a full year like of programming. So yeah, I think it's I think it's safe. Um, so yeah, no, I I I think it's probably just going to be where Yamamuro is, and he's going to do basically what he's been doing for these promo videos anyway, just on a larger right. scale. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, people have been asking, you know, is this going to come to the West at all? And I'm gonna say probably not i mean is heroes even localized at all in any way yet no nope. i i don't think it's anywhere at all other than japan uh, and people constantly ask why i'm like well heroes it's an arcade game that's supported by all this other stuff people are like why don't we get the heroes manga it's like well the heroes manga is supported by the arcade game but mike you just said the arcade game is supported by the manga it's like <laughs> yeah that that's all true that's this is how this works it's it's it, all a cycle everything you, feeds into itself exactly Exactly. You can't do one without the other. You need all the, the constant support from all of them to work together. I, I think there is an opportunity. It depends on what this is. If this is just a one-off short animation or even a four-off or something like that, I don't know that's enough 
to use as an indoctrination to, say, bring over whatever the next 3DS or right. possibly Switch game would be. Right. I, I don't think there's enough there there. And and it's again, it said um, it doesn't give us an episode count. It doesn't give us how long each episode is going to be. So at this point, all we know is that it's going to have uh, an, a number of episodes of a certain length. Oh, I've, I also found out that Eon Lake Town is in Koshigaya City in Saitama Prefecture, which is within the Tokyo Megalopolis. It's gotcha. sort of to the north. So again, it's it's early. It's early for the movie. Uh, it's early for whatever this <laughs> Heroes promotional thing is going to be. Uh, but it seems like we, we have some Dragon Ball content coming our way in 2018, which isn't a surprising thing. It's not a new thing. It's not unexpected in any way, but uh, maybe the format of it is a little unexpected for us. Right. I feel like 10 years ago, we would have been really excited about this. Like, oh, my God. And now it's just like, yeah, there's more stuff. We're jaded. Well, you go back to this was the thing. It was it was a little between the lines, but it was that interview with Kaze that uh, Kazehiko Torishima did uh, for the Dragon Ball Kai. I think uh, the Blu-ray release over there in France, was it um, where they wanted to do a new Dragon Ball series or Bandai Namco wanted to do a new Dragon Ball series? Uh, and what I say is if you read between the lines there, that was right about the time when. They would want to do a Dragon Ball Heroes series to really boost what they were doing. And Toriyama didn't want anything to do with a, a new ongoing storyline at that point. And Torishima credits himself with coming up with Kai. It seems like Bandai <laughs> Namco never really got what they wanted out of all of this. But Dragon Ball Super came out of it. So yeah. maybe they kind of did. Yeah, I, I mean, it feels very much like they wanted something to go along with this this game that they were developing at the time, which finally came out in 2010, according to wikipedia mm. uh but yeah um what they ended up getting was kai and so that kind of idea was sort of shelved at least apart from the you know the intro clips that they have on the machine itself yeah, yeah. for each arc now they're finally getting making something, something. <laughs> we'll we're find not sure out. what we'll find out what it is when we find out what it is well i guess we'll leave it there because that's kind of all the info we have uh, i'm sure there'll be more uh promotional pages and magazines most of which will probably just repeat all of this ad nauseum for a month or two before we get the next tidbit uh aj any thoughts uh before we wrap things up here on uh the movie on heroes oh god i just i <laughs> no i'm at a loss for words i mean I, when i saw that they were doing a heroes anime i didn't see anything about that it was a, a promo anime so i kind of went into like meltdown for a little bit thinking <laughs> that it was gonna like break the film but no i think well that's why you hold on and you wait for someone who knows how to read japanese to look at the page oh, yeah. very true see me julian's waving. waving here in the background <laughs> <laughs> no i'm i'm very excited i think i mean you were saying you know oh it's more stuff and oh you know we're jaded fans and i i do agree but god the stuff that's coming out about this film it's hard for me not to get excited just from a production standpoint hopefully yeah, the story yeah. matches up with it you never know with Toriyama these days but fingers crossed uh, yeah, this could yeah. be something very special if everything falls into place right and Mike and I were talking about that before we started recording but I mean we feel like when uh, Toriyama does his best work when he is allowed to be creative within a framework that's set for him if yes. he's given too much leeway then it, it kind of gets goofy and inconsequential it doesn't go anywhere yeah but I love that too <laughs> that's true and if he's given not enough freedom, then it's too formulaic. So something in between that is sort of the ideal. Yeah. Well, 2018, Dragon Ball. Sure is a time to be alive. It sure is. <laughs> yep. www.kanzenshuu.com. That is the podcast that is in your ears right now. Uh, Julian, we're going to 
head off. And by head off, I mean stay sitting right here. I don't want to go back in the cage. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we'll take a pee break and get another beer, but we have a lot more podcasting to do down here. Uh, AJ, thank you for joining us. I know it was kind of a little bit last minute for us, but uh, I had Julian here and I thought it would be a great opportunity. And I do need to publicly apologize to Heath, who is traveling today and could not join us for the podcast. Uh, He seems legitimately upset that he could not join us for this one. He hasn't been on a podcast in forever. I miss him. He has things to say. He's been working so hard. So... uh, Shout out to Heath. Uh, wherever you are, you're probably driving, listening to the show. Uh, I mean, I taught you every day anyway, so I don't know why I need to talk to you passively on the podcast. But um, So that was the website. <laughs> These are all the people. Uh, AJ, technically, you're a part of us now, so I, I, I group you all in here a little bit. Uh, that was the website. This is the podcast. Uh, Mike, Julian, AJ, it's been a pleasure chatting with all y'alls. And we'll have another podcast for you soon. Uh, Julian, live and in person. Why don't you give us the old, the old closeout? Jaa, <clears throat> <laughs> 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 <laughs>